0: You are listening to the Educate On Purpose podcast. This show is designed to support school leaders that want to break down barriers in education. On this show, it doesn't matter if you're a mentor teacher, a district superintendent, or anything in between. Together, we fearlessly fight to provide quality education. We design joyous, caring learning environments, and we lead with clarity and purpose. Thanks for joining the Educate On Purpose family. Welcome to the Educate on Purpose podcast. I am Brandon House, and I am here to help you lead purposefully, grow strategically, and care... Intentionally, and today I have a great friend with me, the Dr. Christopher Jones. I'm so excited that he's going to be here on the podcast with me today. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Mr. Chris Jones. He has been an educator in Massachusetts for 20 years. He is finishing his 12th year as a building administrator. He is a teacher-centered principal and a passionate and is passionate about continuous improvement and the idea that success is not a destination but a process. Chris regularly uses social media and is launching a new podcast to promote his just cause, improving the educational experience for as many people as possible by being purposeful, acting with integrity, and building character. You guys need to check out the Seeing to Lead podcast. I'm so excited that he's here. Uh, Mr. Chris Jones is currently the principal of Whitman-Hanson Regional High School in Whitman, Massachusetts. Dr. Jones, I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, I can't tell you. Thanks. You know, I can't tell you how excited I am about this. Thanks for having me on. And I'm, I'm looking forward to having a good, fun conversation with you, Brandon
0: yeah this is this is gonna be fun I remember the uh the first time uh we met it was actually in in a mastermind that we're in and uh I just remember <laughs> uh you just sharing so many good things. And uh, you, you also shared that you were going to be speaking at a, a conference. And then I, I felt like I was meeting a celebrity when we first met, because I was, happened to be going to the same con- conference in Massachusetts. And I was like, man, this is awesome. So I'm so gl- glad that you're on the podcast.
1: I think, you, I think you're giving me a little too much on the celebrity <laughs> piece, but I was, I was a co-presenter. But yeah, I remember meeting you that first time. And you were actually the first person from the mastermind that I met in person. Yeah, so yeah, you got and, that distinction.
0: And, and for all the listeners, uh, we, uh, Mr. Jones, Dr. Jones, and I are both in uh, Danny Bauer's uh, mastermind, which is Better Leaders, Better Schools. If you guys haven't heard that, be sure to check it out. He's got a great podcast, and he is a great uh, mentor and friend of mine. So, you guys need to check out that podcast as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to bring you onto the podcast here and just talk a little bit because you have so many great insights. Uh, you know, 12 years into school leadership, I think you bring a lot of value. And, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about before is just this, this idea of supporting teachers and empowering them. And I recall my first year of being a principal, I felt like I was I lost. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just remember at the, at the end of that first year, I got so much feedback from, from teachers uh, and from other leaders, and they said they didn't feel supported, they didn't feel empowered, they felt overwhelmed. And I felt overwhelmed. And I didn't know how to to start, where to start and how to change around that culture. Uh, but, you know, we've talked and, and I know that your philosophy is a lot about like uh, using communication to support leaders and empower them. So uh, why should a leader start with communication for supporting, engaging and empowering teachers?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I think that communicating with teachers is the most important part because they don't know they're supported unless you're telling them. I almost look at it for communication. Like when people talk about speaking, um, they say, look, you want to tell people what you're going to tell them. Then you're going to tell them what you want to tell them. And then you're going to tell them what you told them. (laughs) Um, And so for somebody to really get the message that you support them, you first need to communicate that. Um, And then you need to actually, you know, obviously you have to take action on it. You can't just talk the talk and not walk the talk. Um, but the idea of communicating your support and the method you use to communicate is also the piece that's going to start to engage them. Mm. And then once somebody gets engaged, you can plant that seed and then becomes the hardest part because then you have to adjust your communication once again and step back and let them take the lead. So your communication, I find actually diminishes as you move through that process, um, based on the scenario you're in. So like, for example... If you need to support somebody, you need to send a clear message. And that's, that's one of my first steps to to good communication is that you need to find your message. You need to simplify your message and then you need to saturate it. Mm. Um, one of the most important things, and this, this is sometimes a struggle for me, honestly, because I tend to talk too much. Um, <laughs> so it takes me a long way around to get to what I want to say sometimes. So um, one of the things you want to do is, is make it simple and easy to, to digest because if If you do that and then you saturate, people will internalize it. It's almost like as if you're memorizing something. And this just came to to mind when I was talking about this. I remember learning the song, Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels. Mm -hmm. And the way I learned it is I just took it like a verse at a time. So I did a sentence and repeated, repeated, repeated. And that's almost kind of like, make it simple, saturate, and then people can actually... Um, own it they can internalize it so that when they answer or think about something that simple line is what comes to them Mm. Um, and then you know one of the social media I'm active on social media one of the best things Twitter has done for me because I say I talk a lot Uh is that 140 character limit I can't tell you how many times I've struggled staring at that knowing that I'm over the characters because I want to say what I want to say (laughs) All right. um, and I have to cut it down. So that's kind of helped me simplify things as well. Um,
0: yeah. and, and just thinking about that, you know, um, there's so many times, especially when you're coming into a new school or when you're starting a new position, like you don't know where to start with your communication and how to simplify it. Do you have any tip, tips for the listeners or for new leaders out there on how to find what their, their, their message is and then to simplify it?
1: Yeah, I mean the the first message if you're if you're starting somewhere new and especially in a place where they don't already know you, you're an unknown quantity. So automatically anxiety goes up and you're starting at a low level of trust. And it has nothing to do with you not being trustworthy or anything like that, but it's like meeting a stranger and and realistically when you're in a position of leadership, people view you as having their careers or their lives in your hands. So they're they're right away anxious. So the first thing you want to do is just simply tell them who you are and what you're Mm -hmm. about and start to build the idea of that before you try to make any changes or, you know, kick the tires or look under the hood of what's going on in the school. Mm -hmm. So if you tell them what you're about and then show them through action, again, everything's got to be followed up by action. um, You can really start to let them build trust in you and understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. One of the key things about simple communication is it, it builds transparency. And people can accept something that you do that they might not agree with if they understand your thought process behind it. Mm. And if they know the steps along the way, the simple steps along the way to the complicated outcome, they're much, they're much more likely to trust you and understand that you're supporting them because they have, they have your thinking behind it.
0: Right. I love that. And I love that transparency piece, because, you know, so often, especially if you're a new leader, assuming a role as an assistant principal or a principal uh, for the first time, you feel like you have to put on a certain type of persona. And uh, I just uh, certainly agree with that idea of transparency. So now that you've uh, simplified your message, uh, what's the next step?
1: So once you've got your message, and, it, and it's got to be an authentic message, it's got to be about you, just like you said, you know, be, be who you are. Don't try and put on airs or anything like that. You have to be bold and vulnerable to a point and you have to step into controversy. See, oftentimes um, if somebody's trying to put forward a message or be somebody who they aren't, they're not comfortable stepping into controversy because anything that questions what they're doing makes the person giving that message feel more uncomfortable mm. and people can see right through that. So if you're being authentic and vulnerable, be bold, own it. Um, step into controversy. One of the one of the things that I did, it's interesting because people like to sit around and talk about, well, they believe this or these people are negative. Um, I'm huge on being teacher centered, and I'm huge about my school. And mm. one of my catchphrases is, "You don't have to be a Panther; you get to be a Panther." Mm. Um, so, one of the things I did is I, in bragging about our school. I know of a couple social media sites that are, that are always negative. People are always complaining and things like that. So me being who I am um, (laughs) took my message to those social media sites and just started (laughs) posting on those social media sites. Um, And they're joining sites. You have to join them. And these people let me in. So I figured of course they want to hear what I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I did get negative comments Um, you know, and some people make negative comments and every once in a while, there's one that pops up now, but if you lean into that controversy, um, knowing who you are and what you're about and what you, the message you want to get out. That's a simple message. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, it sits there and people can be negative to it, but it's, it's much easier for you to stand against it. You don't have to fight it or anything like that. You don't even sometimes have to reply. Um, and that builds a sense of support among your staff. Um, one of the things I do, you mentioned when you got feedback at the end of your first year, Mm. I do 15 minute meetings, um, every year, mid year. And I meet with every staff member I have, we have about 72 staff members. Um, I meet with every staff member and give them 15 minutes of my time. And they answer three questions. They answer, what am I currently doing? That's working for them. So what, what am I doing? Well, Mm -hmm. what am I doing that I need to stop immediately? In other words, you know, what have they had enough of, what do I need to stop? Um, And then I ask them, what's one thing I can do for them that will make their life easier or a little better? Hmm. And it's an evaluation of me. And it took them a little while to get used to that. But um, by doing that, I get a a snapshot of where they are. Hmm. One of the feedback pieces that I got this year, and it was by quite a few, is that they said, we know you have our back in the community. And we know that you're proud of us and that you support everything we're doing in the community based on you posting on these sites, you always putting that out there, you always putting out your message. So if you have that simple message, and you're bold enough to go where the negativity is, and stand in the face of it, you show a lot of support and then that engagement starts to begin.
0: Right. And you know, uh, I'm just speaking from personal experience. So like, I'm a, I'm a natural born introvert. And, you know, if you're into the, the Enneagram nine, I am a, or the Enneagram, I am a Enneagram nine, which is people pleaser at heart. I want to make sure everybody's happy all the time, all day. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're speaking to me, uh, and I guess if you could give like, you know, just some, some, Clarifying points for people like me who are afraid of, you know, what happens when I get this negative comment? What should I do with it? Whether it's on social media or in a meeting with my teacher, how do I handle those negative comments that come my way? Yeah, I was bold enough to come give you the message, but now people are not responding the way I was expecting. Uh, What do I do? How do I manage that?
1: Well, now it depends. There are different types of negative messages. There are the, the troll negative messages that Mm. those I treat like a fire, you don't give it any oxygen and it dies. Mm -hmm. Um, people are going to say negative things. So you just have to kind of walk away from those. But the first question you have to ask yourself before deciding whether it's negative or not is how right is it, Mm. you know? And, and that's one of the hardest things, man. One of the, one of the hardest things for any of us to do is to look in the mirror and be honest with ourselves. Um, but we can do it. And so if, if somebody gives you a negative comment, there's got to be something that's driving that negative comment. And a lot of times if I get something from a teacher, um, Oh, I, I didn't look at it that way. Um, or, you know, that's, that's an interesting point. Let me look into that. Or, or if they call me on something that I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, I'll try to stop that or I'll try to change that. Um, on social media, it's as easy as saying, Oh, well, that's a really interesting point. I'll look into that. Um, and then I make a point of getting back to them or replying to them. And again, it goes back to what was my thinking. So if I put a message out on social media and somebody gives me something negative back, I explain my thinking. Yeah. And then if they have something that, that addresses that, well, then maybe I need to relook at my thinking or maybe people start to see, oh, I kind of like the way he's thinking and the message that he has. Right. So it's right. about perspective sharing.
0: That's huge, you know, and, and understanding your perspective and allowing other people to understand your expect your perspective, I think is, is extremely important. So we've, we've, we've identified what our message is and we've simplified it. Uh, Now we're being bold. We're going out there (laughs) (laughs) with whatever type of feedback we have now. uh, What's, what's the next step?
1: All right. That's where really the support, the engagement and the empowerment starts to kind of work together. So, you've been clear with your message, you've supported people, you've, you've engaged people because ooh, your, your message has a little something to it that, you know, people are starting to respond to, negative or positive. Um, and then you're kind of responding to that or explaining your thinking behind that. And so people are engaged with what you're doing. And then the empowerment piece comes. So when you're communicating, what you want to do is you want to put people out in front of you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do for this is, you know, we're in classrooms all the time. Um, so, I make sure I take a picture in the classroom of what's going on in the classroom, and then I tweet it out. Um, and I did this for a while because, you know, people do that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> not, not the most sound reasoning, but people do that. <laughs> so, I thought to myself, instead of just doing this because people do this, um, what's my reasoning for doing this? Why? And how could I make this work for me to empower teachers, um, engage them, and empower them in what they're doing and continue to spread my message? So, in my weekly newsletter, to the community. I have a section that's called our story. And so I take all the tweets. I, I set it up in the background with Zapier. Um, and so it automatically collects anything that's hashtagged WH Panther pride. Mm -hmm. And I told all my staff to do pictures of their classrooms, things like that. Um, and hashtag anything that has to do with our school with WH Panther pride. I collect those each week and I put them in a video and I name it our story. And I put it in our newsletter and people watch it. And it's like a three and a half minute video of a view inside the classroom and what's going on inside the classrooms, what the students are doing around the school, um, different things like that. Um, And that engaged, first of all, that engaged the whole community, a simple step like that. And then it really started to empower teachers to continuously, not really brag, but say, Hey, check out what I'm doing. Because they look at our story and they go, Oh, well, cool, I was doing something like that. And I noticed more and more pictures coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now more and more people are taking pictures and teachers are empowered to start telling their story, which is along the lines of the story that I'm telling about the school. Which then leads into the next piece is that people actually get involved in spreading the message independently that I'm trying to spread. And they're empowered to do that because they get my support to do that. um, And then they see the good that comes out of it
0: right that's i mean that i want to do the same thing i was literally sitting here thinking about how could i do this at at my school um, because once again, there's so many things, especially, you know, if you're listening to this now during the time of COVID and, and you know, we have limited access into the buildings and things like that. Um, this is a huge opportunity to kind of share what's going on in the classrooms, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person and uh, share that out with the parents because, you know, our interactions are limited and it's a great way to share what's going on. So I love that idea of getting, you know, being bold and just saying this is what's going on and allowing other people to feel empowered by what you share. I I appreciate that.
1: No, it's, it's fine. And you know, it's funny because I do a lot of video now. Um, And I do video just because it's easier. I can sit and type and all that stuff, but video, you know, especially when we first went out in COVID, I took videos of me riding my bike down the street (laughs) and (laughs) which I I got plenty. I heard enough about that, but (laughs) I um I just taking something and riffing on it for like a minute and a half or two minutes. That's that you know you think is important to your school community or something that you want to let your school community know about what you're thinking or where you are. Um, And then you know I do a weekly video in my newsletter on something that has to do with character or integrity. That's a message to the community. That's probably about a five minute video, but Um, just the ability to tell that story. Now I notice that more people are like doing video things in our school. So it's, I make a lot of use of that. Um, and I believe, believe it or not, I'm an introvert too. Um, (laughs) and boy, the first couple I sent out, you know, I had to get over the idea of putting it in an editor and making it perfect. Uh Um, and that's the way I got over that is I just did clips and then I just sent them off and i didn't put him in an editor or anything and you know um, but it that stepping out in front of your school like that showing your your school and your community that this is who your leader is mm. and this is what he believes or she and this is what your leader wants to do with your school and where your leader wants to bring your school and to be honest with you and this is the introvert piece and this is this is the scary piece right when you, before you hit send Um, I don't want to be in a place where I have to pretend to be somebody I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I am who I am. And if they like me, that is so powerful and not like, like, oh, he's a good guy. But if they, if they're, if they're buying into the vision that I have, um, and it's a vision that I own, well, I'm much more passionate and that shows. Right. And we'll be much more successful. So, um, that's all important as far as empowering.
0: Yeah, and it makes me think about, there's this, uh, we, we did this exercise once at our school Um, with our leadership team where we watched a video about birds and fish and so if you've ever watched a group of birds or a group of fish when one bird moves all of the birds move and as they fly through the air they're all following each other and same with a school of fish if one school of fish moves a slight direction then all the school of fish will follow that that slight direction Um, and the the the, the idea is called flocking. Um, and so we sort of had to do the same thing where, you know, we're in our integrated school. So a uh, leadership team, one of our members was a dancer and sort of led us through this, do whatever I do. Simon says sort of <laughs> type deal. It was, it was very funny, but it really hit home on the, the point of like, as the leader you're surrounded by people, whether you realize it or not, that are willing to follow you. And they just want to know that you're the leader and they want to know what you, care deeply about. And so as you take a movement here, they're going to take that same movement and they're going to follow you and do whatever you do. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great uh, point is, you know, once you, once you get started, you take a bold stance, then people are going to be willing to get involved and, and continue to spread the message that their leader has already
1: started to spread. And I I promise for all you other introverts out there <laughs> for you Brandon (laughs) no no uh, but seriously I promise it gets easier with each one it it really does because that really starts to resonate with you and if you reflect on what you really believe or your why um it really becomes a no-brainer and by speaking it out to the world um it lets people know how it shifts because it'll shift Mm-hmm. And as you go through different iterations of it and you finally settle on that, just that core piece of what it is, um, you'll know, cause it'll feel so right to you and everybody around you will say, well, yeah, that's what he's about. Yeah. I want, I want to be able to leave a room or not be there and have people bring up my name and say, well, what's he about? And people be able to answer the same answer or one person speak up and say it. And then everybody look around and go, well, yeah, that's, that's what he's about.
0: Right. Yeah. So. That's. That's that's huge right there. And I'm glad that you said that it will change over time, uh, because one mistake that I thought as a new leader was that I needed to have a clear message, a clear idea. I need to stick to it. And I was just uh, I didn't have a clue. I didn't know because I had never been in that position. I knew what I cared deeply about as an educator, but not how I could communicate that as a leader. So um, I'm glad that you shared that that changes over time.
1: Yeah, it's it's not easy to land on it. It takes reflection and and things like that. I wish I could, you know, show the the audience my whiteboard in my office. I have this big triangle drawn that, you know, um see your staff, um support, engage and empower your staff is on it, but then I also have a triangle drawn um about things like when I'm looking at it, I control, influence and release about how you should act on things and then that I have all kinds of scribbles about the vision and who's bought in and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, according to where they sit on the pyramid. And I I look at it every once in a while. And I'm like, yeah, that's about my brain. I've got, you know, (laughs) if, if you don't sit down and reflect on it, um, you lack consistency, which is the last, but the most important part about communicating. Mm -hmm. You have to be consistent. Um, once you aren't consistent, especially once you, once you start settling where you are, and you want to support people, if you aren't consistently talking about it or your message, because you don't always have to say, I support you. It comes across in different ways. But if you aren't consistently showing through communication that you support your teachers um, or your staff, if you aren't consistently doing things to engage them or consistently empowering them to do things on their own, people will notice. So you, you need to, you need to get your message be consistent with it. Get it out there and sit with it and own it. Mm. I love that. Which yeah. is, a, you
0: know. And, and that makes me think about, you know, because we all go through those those phases of, you know, where we're, we're really excited about something. And then sometimes it's just really hard and you, you get a little burned out or you get a little tired. Um, but that consistency, I think, is, um, you know, a crucial piece of of making sure that you're, you're continuously supporting because, um, you know, I was talking to a leader not too long ago and he was saying that he had a conversation with a teacher who said, well, it just doesn't feel the same way it felt, you know, when you first came on or a couple of years ago and he had to step back and reflect and think, you know what, I did change some things up. And it was because, you know, personally I felt tired, but I didn't know that anybody else noticed that. Um,
1: yeah, people know, people notice, you know, the, something similar happened to me, I was having a conversation with my athletic director, actually, and, um, my athletic director is one of the people in my, you know, inner circle, he's really good for bouncing ideas off of, and he's just, he's honest, if I'm, if I'm, um, we'll say, to put it politely, if I'm being less than smart, um, about <laughs> something, he, he'll definitely let me know. Mm. And, um I had said something to him, we were talking and we were going back and forth about, you know, somebody else's opinion and my opinion and this, that, and the other thing. And I said to him um, something that really was more about using my position to not influence, but to control. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't say anything to me right off. He, he got quiet. He didn't say anything back. And then I could tell by his body language that I was not messaging consistently with what I believe. And it was because I was tired. It, be, it was because I was frustrated. You know, um, that's a very real thing that you brought up about, about being tired and, and um, being frustrated. It, it's just, you know, it's tough. It's, it's not easy street all the time, but um, if it were easy, we wouldn't be in this position.
0: Right. Right. Well, let's, uh, let's review this again. Why don't you just uh, go back through once again and share with us these five main points. These are huge. I really, uh, you know, appreciate you sharing this. And by the way, listeners, if you didn't catch it at the beginning, uh, Dr. Jones has an amazing podcast. that's coming out soon. Uh, Seeing, Oh, I almost lost it there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> All right. seeing to lead, uh, and so it talks about support, engage, and empowering uh, his his staff. So, um, walk us back through these five points one more time.
1: Sure. Um, just one of the things I want to mention about that podcast coming out, um, true to my message, so to speak, <laughs> um, it's teachers saying what supports, engages, or empowers them um, specific actions for leaders to listen to. And I have some leaders on there that I ask the same thing so we can match them up and see, because sometimes if we think we're supporting somebody, we may not be giving them what they need. Wow. Um, and it's important to know both ways. So
0: that's, that's uh, going to be a cool podcast. Uh,
1: I, I hope so. <laughs> that's my plan. Um, so com- the, the importance of communication, the five different steps to making sure you're supporting, engaging and empowering your staffers. the first thing you got to do is find your message and you have to simplify that message. And then you have to saturate people with that message. It's got to be that elevator's talk so that people can internalize it and remember it and become part of it. And then you have to be bold and vulnerable by stepping into controversy because there is going to be controversy. There are going to be naysayers. There's always negative people, but you have to step to them with your message, which is kind of a proving ground for whether you believe your message or not. Um, and if you are facing too much negativity, step back, look at your message, see if you really believe it. And then if you do continue, if you don't, well, then you have to reflect on some things, support, engage, and empower people with that message. And by following these steps, this third step, I put it right in the middle because that's where everything happens. You've been supporting people, they're getting engaged with it. And then the empowerment piece leads you to the fourth step because people then start to spread your message on their own. So that's the fourth one is get people involved in spreading your message on your own. You know, I gave that social media example and I don't have to reply to negative comments anymore because they're either ignored by everybody on the post, why people still like it and forward it and stuff like that. And at other times people actually comment against the negative comment Mm. for me. So I don't even have to do anything. People take care of it on their own. Um, And then the finally you, you have to be consistent by owning your message. You have to say it, you got to put it out there, and then you have to own it.
0: I know that there are a lot of school leaders out there who are looking to share their voice out with the masses, who, like me, have a lot of things to say about education. Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you a little bit. Anchor is free, And the great thing about Anchor is there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. The other great thing about Anchor is that it will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. And it's everything you need right in one Area to make your podcast. It's great. So if you're curious about how to start your own podcast and share your voice with the masses, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Awesome. Well, Chris, I think you've, uh, you've officially made it to the rapid fire question round.
1: Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for this? (laughs) Hit me with a few and I'll let you know if I'm ready or not.
0: (laughs) So, you know, uh, what we always do on the podcast is we always shoot out a few rapid fire questions for the leaders that are on the, the podcast and you can share with just one sentence. Uh, how you would respond to these questions. I may stop, ask you a few things, uh, clarify a few things, but for the most part, it's first thing pops to your head. You ready?
1: <laughs> sure. Is your <laughs> audience you ready? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. First question. Yeah. If you could add any course to your school's curriculum, what would it be and why?
1: I am so glad you asked me that because <laughs> I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually trying to plan something around that. Um, we just added a graduation requirement of financial literacy, mm. and I'm looking at doing an internship and capstone graduation requirement for seniors. But the important thing about that is the class I want to add is I want to have a semester based class every year for every grade where the students focus on their next step after high school.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: we're, we're hooked up with a state program called MyCap right now, which is My Career in Academic Planning. And through our school counselors, they go into classrooms and from freshman year, and this is kind of rolled into the FinLit class right now, their freshman year, they start answering like job inventories, um, uh, clusters, job clusters, things like that. And then sophomore year, they start building their resume, junior year that, you know, they build all that up. I'd like a much more robust program that does that. And then at the end of each semester, Um, or each semester class, they would do some type of product based on what they had investigated about themselves, or future career avenues they wanted to follow um, each year. So that then they could look back and kind of have a portfolio um, after their high school year, because everybody says college and career ready. I just like career ready. Some careers require college, some don't, Right. Um, just as long as we prepare students for when they walk out the doors
0: we need to talk offline because I have so many more questions about that. And, and, uh, we're building our high school right now. And so, um, I have a ton of questions you just gave me a lot of great ideas.
1: (laughs) No, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you take things through iterations and the way I, I really admire my superintendent and assistant superintendent. They're one of the reasons that I came here, um, to this district to work, but, um, we have kind of like these throwdown sessions. So I brought that up there. And you know, they yell at me a little. I yell back at them a little. We argue back and forth. And we come out with a good product. <laughs> there nobody, you go. Nobody takes it personal. We just have really good, honest communication. So it's it's good.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. What keeps you up at night?
1: Oh. Well, you could ask my wife. Nothing keeps me up at night. I sleep and I'm done. But <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, geez, you know what keeps me up at night? the things that keep me up at night are when there are people struggling and I say people because it could be, it's mostly staff, but students as well. Um, but when there's people that are struggling that are close to me, that work with me, that I can't do anything about, um, I'm a problem solver at heart and it's, it's taken my wife years to get me to just sit there and listen if she wants to vent instead of looking for a solution. Um, but when I when I can't come up with a solution that will help people be the best they can and enjoy um, life to the fullest extent that they can.
0: Yeah, that, I think every leader can relate to that one. Um, what is one thing you wish more people knew about you?
1: You know, okay, so you said the first thing that jumps to mind, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> There's not a rating on these podcasts. It's, no, no. Um, the the one thing that I wish more people knew to me. The first thing that popped into my head was that I I actually am an introvert. Nobody guesses that about me. Um, everybody thinks I'm an extrovert, but people that work with me are are knowing this more and more. I'm a curious guy by nature, and I question everything, and oftentimes and this is, I I have to work on how I deliver this and how I do this because oftentimes I'll ask why you did something that way or what was your thinking behind that? Not because I disagree with what you did. Um, I'm not questioning what you did. I'm, I'm questioning because I'm, I'm curious. Like if I see a guy change a carburetor, um, I'll ask him, I'll ask him about it because I want to know, because I'm curious, not that I'm questioning because I'd have no clue how to do that. But, um, (laughs) So I wish more people knew that when I question and when I dig into things, or as I say, kick the tires and look under the hood, um, I'm doing it because I'm genuinely curious. Now it might work out that there's a better way or that, you know, there might be a better way to do something, but typically it's just for me to find out why you did something that way.
0: Describe your leadership style in
1: a song. (laughs) (laughs) Um... All right. So I've got two songs. Um, One is Quiet Your Mind by Zach Brown. Okay. And I don't know if you'd listen to any Zach Brown or anything.
0: I've heard one or two songs.
1: (laughs) When my beard is shorter, my wife says I look a little like him. I I I I would say, yeah. Beard. (laughs) Yeah. A shorter beard and maybe, I don't know, 50 pounds lighter. But the um, Quiet Your Mind by Zach Brown is about or the way I interpret it, which is a great thing about music, right? Um, The way I interpret it is that you have to be present in life Mm. because no matter what you do, you're going to get older and life's going to pass you by. And you need to quiet your mind and soak it all in Mm. Um, because you can't change the fact that time is slipping away. Um, And so I, I think about that a lot. I think about, you know, this job that I do, um, this life that I'm living, I only have a finite amount of time. And so I need to really be present and I need to accept that it's going to go away. Mm. And instead of being worried about only having a finite amount of time that actually, and this is kind of like a little bit of stoicism, but, um, that actually makes me think, well, how much more time do I have to do this? Um, And I've, I've been to places where, and I've done things in my life because I say, this might be the only time I ever get a chance to do this. And so I find that that makes me take more chances that, that pushes me out of my comfort zone. That makes me be more present and enjoy people I'm with. Like if I, I'll drive two hours to see somebody for an hour Mm -hmm. because it's not that, geez, I only get to spend an hour with you. I, I get to spend an hour with you. So I'm not going to waste that hour complaining about only getting to spend an hour with you. Um, I'm going to be present and enjoy it because I don't know when it's going to happen again.
0: That is a great reminder for all leaders. I, You just described my brain and I'm sure plenty of other leaders' brains is right. that you have so many things going on. And you're like, man, I wish I could do this and I don't have time to do this. Man, you just... Uh, that was a great uh, way to think about it and a great reminder that we all need to be present. Um, So the last question, uh, this one is name a leader that you admire or a leader that has had a significant impact on your leadership.
1: Boy, you know, there are so many leaders. Significant impact is interesting because I've known a lot of leaders And some have had negative impacts, which, (laughs) you know, you learn from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And another one that has had a significant impact, um, obviously we talked about him at the beginning of the podcast, is Danny. Um, But uh, I would have to say, there's this guy, and and if I told him this, he'll probably listen to this podcast if I send it to him, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, Brian McCann from Case High School in Swansea, Mass., he, um, I've kind of admired him from afar, but I've worked with him and I would say we're friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I would think he'd say it too. We've, you know, we've gotten together conferences. We were in the same league. So we went to meetings each month and, um, he's come up here and taken some ideas from me. I've taken a lot of ideas from him, but if you want to talk about a guy that is just getting it done, has his message, um, passionate about his message. I mean, um, we kind of give him a hard time sometimes about how passionate he gets about his messages, Hmm. but, uh, he just really, if there was somebody that I wish I could, um, come close to in the amount of energy and passion he brings to, um, his presentations, his leadership, his everything. Um, and like I said, he's probably going to, he's probably going to give me an earful for this, but, um, It it would be him. He's really had a positive impact on my life, and you know what? He probably doesn't even know it. And I'm so glad that you asked that question because I think I just need to shoot him a message and tell him um, the 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 impact he's had on my leadership.
0: Right, right. Wow, that's a that's a great way to finish out the the podcast. And you, re- I mean, two huge reminders right there is number one be present leaders we can get caught up in so many different things and we just forget about uh, that we're here we're in and our time is limited and and number two you know if there are people that are doing great things that have had a significant impact in your life it's there's nothing wrong with telling them um and uh thank you so much for that reminder um so uh thank you for being on the the podcast. We we really appreciate it. And I want uh, you to give the listeners uh, how they can get in contact with you, where they can find you. If they want to learn more about you, your new uh, podcast that's coming out, anything they want to know, feel free to share.
1: All right. Um, You can reach out to me on Twitter, which is probably the best way um, at Dr. C.S. Jones. And I'm also on Instagram under that same title, And I've got a blog that I'm trying to get better at, but now I don't know what the podcast, but I probably put the podcast on there. I've got a um, blog at Mm drcsjones.blog. But um, yeah, and you know, from anywhere there, um, you can find my YouTube links and things like that, where I house all those weekly video messages I was talking about and, and things like that. So, right
0: and i've i always whether you realize this or not i'm i'm taking your advice right now i watch your videos every week and uh they're definitely inspiring um, and uh give me a lot of courage to send out messages to my team in, in various ways so i appreciate you doing that
1: no i'm i'm flattered i didn't realize that thank you very much I, <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome i'm glad that uh i'm glad that they they're giving you some value absolutely
0: Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Once again, and listeners, we are so glad that you joined us and remember to educate on purpose. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe on your podcast app. You can find this podcast wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcast. Also, don't forget to head over to brandonghouse.com slash EOP network. There you will have the opportunity to join the Educate On Purpose Leadership Network, where you have access to courses, community forums, a weekly mastermind, and one-on-one coaching, all designed to improve your school leadership. And get this, if you join today, you get the first 30 days for free. You don't want to miss out. So head over to brandonghouse.com slash EOP Network. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mr. Brandon House or join the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Mr. Brandon House. Thanks again for listening and remember to educate on purpose.